Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Canadian pastor James Coates is now in jail and he's not coming out of jail because he led worship services on Sunday morning in his church. Today we interview his attorney, James Kitchen, who is defending religious freedom in Canada. Former Navy chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with attorney James Kitchen, who is a Canadian barrister who defends religious freedom, especially for Pastor James Coates. C-O-A-T-E-S, Pastor Coates is now in jail. What is his crime? Leading worship services in his church on Sunday morning. This despite restrictions from the government that say during the COVID crisis, you can only have 15% capacity in your church. Well, they've exceeded their capacity because more people love Jesus and wanna to go to church than the government will allow to worship. In America, we would call that a First Amendment infringement by the government. Uh, James Kitchen is live via Skype from Calgary, Alberta. How are you today, sir? Good. So I'm honored to meet you. Uh, describe your organization and how did you become acquainted with this pastor's case? Sure, the Justice and Constitutional Freedoms is essentially a public interest law firm, but we function on donations. We're also a charity. So every case we take on is entirely pro bono. It doesn't cost the client anything. Uh, all of our staff are just paid a salary through the revenue we bring in through donations. And believe it or not, there are a few Americans that occasionally donate to us as well. Um, so our, we're about 10 years old and you know our philosophical purpose is to defend the free society. Um, we do that specifically through the civil liberties part of the Canadian Constitution, which is called the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Section two of that protects fundamental freedoms such as the freedom of religion. And so that's how we get involved in cases like this because this is really bread and butter stuff for us. Well, the Charter of freedoms, including Article 2 on religious freedom, is that kind of like in America we would think of the Constitution or is it subject to the whims of Parliament that can take it away at any moment? No, it's it's the former. It is, it is, it is the Constitution. It's the supreme law of the land in Canada. It cannot be um, you know, simply amended by an act from Parliament. It would have to go through a great big onerous process for a constitutional amendment. Um, so, but unlike America, Section 1 of the Charter allows governments to violate uh, the constitutionally protected rights if they can demonstrate that doing so is justified. It's a little different than, of course, the, the American constitutional framework because there is no built-in ability for government to violate constitutional rights. So, the parliament or the prime minister Trudeau, or in this case, the, uh, what do you call what we would say the governor uh, of a state in America is, is who in Alberta, one of your provinces, and you're petitioning him to do what? So he would be called the premier. Um, each province has a premier. In this case, his name is Jason Kenney. Premier of Alberta, and you know we are asking him, as as we have been now for uh, many many months, to uh, 
remove the lockdown restrictions, to get rid of the measures that are infringing freedom of uh, assembly, freedom of religion, um, freedom of people to associate and be with their friends and family in their own house, you know, the, the, the freedom to work, although that's not a constitutionally protected right, it's, it's obviously fundamentally important. Um, yeah, we're asking for these to be removed, and even more so now, because now, now we're getting to the point where we're throwing pastors in jail. So the premier of the province, Alberta, is, is Kenny, and his provincial government is now imposing restrictions on religious freedom. How did Pastor James Coates get involved? Well, uh, he decided back in uh, the summer of 2020, back in June and July, that um, you know he, he'd seen what was going on. He did research, he talked to frontline healthcare workers, um, and he thought that A, um, the lockdowns were not justified. Uh, they were not. Um, they were not supported by solid scientific evidence. They were causing far more harm than they were ever potentially um, preventing. And so, on that basis, he decided, well, it's time for me to exercise my uh, my religious rights, me and my church, and we're going to open as normal. You know, we're going to be prudent about it. And in fact, in July, they 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 did have two positive cases, and so they shut down everything for two weeks, just as a precaution. And then they came back, and since then they haven't had any cases or any so-called outbreaks. Everything's been normal, everything's been fine. So they've been doing church as they did back in 2019. So doing church, uh, it, Grace Life Church might be an evangelical church. The pastor loves Jesus, he leads people to Jesus. He's obeying God rather than men, but sometimes that calls us to maybe civil disobedience. Is that how you would frame this? It, it, what? What rule is he breaking? So he's breaking the rule that uh, a church service can only be conducted if it uh, has no more than 15% of the building capacity attending, right? So his sanctuary holds roughly 400, that's the fire code capacity. So according to the public health authorities, uh, he can have no more than about 90 people in there for a worship service uh, because that's what 15% is. So there is uh, also, there's two other ones to do with distancing and masking, which are sort of universal. There is, you know, there's some question whether or not the obligation is on the church or on him or on individuals. I mean, they have charged him for breaching those, but the really key one is the 15%. And how did the police end up putting him in jail? Good question. So, public health authorities have been have been you know coming into the church uninvited uh, um, every Sunday for about three months, um, and they've been doing inspections and making reports. And they're you know they 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 ordered the church to comply, and they ordered the church to close, and then there was a court application, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then on February seventh, the police got involved by after the service, they met with the pastor in his office. Um, they said they were arresting him, and they never laid hands on him, but they said they were arresting him and then immediately releasing him. They gave him a, a condition, an undertaking it's called, um, that he would have to uh, um, abide by or adhere to the public health order, which I mean, essentially means you can't hold any more services above 15%. Um, and so he didn't agree to that, of course, so that, that undertaking isn't in, actually in effect because he didn't, he didn't agree with it. Um, well, then what happens is the next Sunday, he, he does what he's always been doing. He's, he's held the service above 15%. Well, then the police phoned him and asked him to turn himself in. 
Um, and the pastors had a good relationship with the police, so he thought that was appropriate, and he turned himself in. And at that point, it, we all learned that the police were charging him with a breach of an undertaking, which is the undertaking that he didn't agree to a week earlier. Um, and so that that's that issue, obviously, but that's what led eventually to a bail hearing and then eventually to him ending up in jail. So now Pastor James Coates is in jail. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll he see what are the prospects for him getting out of jail and why did he choose to stay in jail rather than regain his freedom after this giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial, and finally Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by attorney James Kitchen, who is with jccf.ca. Uh, James, remind our American audience, how can we donate to the legal defenses of your organization for pastors like James Coates? Sure, if you go to the website there, jccf.ca, not .com, uh, you'll see up, I think in the right-hand corner, there's a, there's a little tab there called support. If you click that, it takes you right to the donate page. And I think there's all kinds of means to donate through the bank, credit card, monthly, one time, whatever. All those options are right there and it's, it's quick and easy. So in America, we have a handful of religious freedom law firms, like I'm picturing you and your boss maybe as the Jay Seculo of Canada or, or the Matt Staver. In America, we, these people are uh, heroes and we're counting you as a hero today. We discern upon you the spirit of God for such a time as this, just like in, in the Bible, in the book of Esther, where she was called to be an advocate for her people, and you are doing that for the Christians of uh, Edmonton 
Alberta. Thank you for defending Pastor James Coates. Have you talked to him lately? How are his spirits? I talked to him on Friday. Um, I have, I'm going to have a call with him today. Hopefully he's not trying to call me right now. Um, I have to put in a request to the jail. That's how it works. So um, he was doing well when I spoke to him on Friday. His, his spirits were high. I think he was warming up to his new environment, um, you know, his new mission field, I suppose. Um, he's, you know, he's got the, the spiritual and the theological resolve to, to stay in jail as, as, as long as it takes. Um, you know, he knows why he's there, and he was he was he, he was preparing for it spiritually and mentally. Um, I mean, always hoping, of course, it wouldn't happen, and we we never knew if it was going to. Uh, so he's I think he's doing about as well as as anybody can. He's obviously a man of principle and courage. I think that's what's keeping him going. Yes, and and this is a godly courage. We're we're encouraging more uh, of his type of courage because he's standing up not just for the rights of his church to assemble, but for Jesus Christ. And, and the kingdom of God, we believe is higher than the kingdom of man. And, and there are some human laws that are pro- prohibiting for him from obeying God in his spiritual mandate. Does he feel like this is uh, an act of obedience to God? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know that because he's told me, but you, you can also look at his public sermons, right? That's that's how he, he perceives this, right? I mean, for him, uh, and his church, you know, scripture clearly commands that we are to meet in person for church, right? And, and so Zoom church just doesn't quite cut it, right? And, um, you know, the baptism, the Lord's Supper, the, the praying and, 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 and singing all together physically in the same gathering. You know, furthermore, for his church, you see a lot of churches do multiple services. So, you know, if they used to do two or three services, now they just do five or six. And so they're able to get their, their themselves pretty close to 15%. But his church always only did one service because they just believe that it should be the full body of Christ to meet together. Um, the church shouldn't be split up and separate. Everybody should be able to fellowship together, sing together, pray together. That's So that's what his church believes. And so they just hold the one service as they always have because um, you know they don't think it's they don't think there's any there's any justification to being forced by the government to do otherwise. So here he is obeying God, holding a routine church service on Sundays. The police come into the church, they give him a week to recant, but he doesn't, and then he turns himself in. And Pastor James Coates is in jail for his faith in Jesus Christ. Um, this seems highly unusual to me, but is this? Just just a, a novel thing because of COVID or is Canada slipping off the cracker to the left in terms of their anti-Christian persecution? There are other cases that your law firm def- defends. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, this, uh, you know, it's a pretty extreme step, but it's definitely a natural progression in, in, in where things have gone in the last five years in Canada. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that even within Canada or, or outside. Um, you know, that's why I say it's a bread and butter case. I mean, obviously the stakes are a little higher. We're dealing with the pastor in jail. I mean, I haven't dealt with anything that extreme yet, but this is really just the next step kind of in, in the progression, right? I mean, we have these uh, conversion therapy laws coming in Canada where, you know, pastors from the pulpit, if they say a man is a man and a woman is a woman and they can't switch back and forth, then they could they could end up in jail for that, right? I mean, that's that's coming down the pipe. So, wow. um, you know, I think, I think we may see, I hope not, but we may see more of this. And I think it's consistent with where Canada's at politically and legally. So you talked to James, Pastor Coates last Friday, and you told me he was offered the opportunity to get out of jail. What did they offer and what did he refuse? So uh, a bail or show cause hearing is when you know, you're brought in and um, you, you have to go through, you have to satisfy some steps uh, so that you can be let out on bail pending your, your trial, right? And, and usually the most obvious one is, well, are you a flight risk? Are you gonna run? 
Now you're going to show up at your trial, right? Um, that's not relevant here, obviously, and 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 nobody nobody claimed otherwise. But then there's then there's other uh, categories, right? And one would be, are you a threat to the public, right? Are you going to reoffend? Um, you know, what is what is what is what is best for the reputation of the administration of justice? So on those basis, the prosecutor, we call them the crown prosecutor in Canada, but it's it's the prosecution um, said that well, he's you know he's a threat to public. Uh, safety because he's a threat to public health because he's going to continue to violate the public health orders, right? And uh, you know, it's the, the administration of justice would be served better if he was put in jail. I mean, obviously, I argued the opposite. There's no, there's no actual objective evidence that he is some sort of you know credible threat to public safety. That's that's almost laughable. Um, and you know, obviously, I, I would say you know, on the contrary, as far as administration of justice, it's a stain on the administration of justice. It's egregious. It's it's an embarrassment to the administration of justice to have a pastor put in jail for simply holding church as he normally would have uh, prior to this so-called pandemic. So, um, you know, and the justice of the peace actually agreed with me and, and and was prepared to release him, even though the crown wanted to keep or the prosecution wanted to keep him. Uh, but uh, as is common, the justice of the peace said, well, there needs to be a condition because I can't release him if he's just going to go breach the public health act again. So I need to put a condition on him that he doesn't do that. Right, and obviously the goal there is not to keep him in jail. The goal is to get him to comply, and that's what most people would do, right? Uh, but he said, "No, I can't do that. It violates my conscience." So I guess I'm I'm stuck in jail, right? Wow. What I asked for is it had to be released with no conditions, but Justice of the Peace disagreed and said, "Nope, it's this condition or he's in jail." So he was offered release on the condition that he stop holding church services above 15% of building capacity. And he said, no, yes. if you release me, I'm gonna keep on holding church services, so you better just leave me in jail. And he chose jail rather than uh, than, than his freedom. That This is a man of principle. You can tell just by his actions. Let's take another short break. We'll ask James Kitchen about the community response in favor of the pastor after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that famine would be a sign of the end. And we are now facing a famine of biblical proportions in one of the poorest states in India, where our charity has sponsored up to 259 orphans and children for many years. But now, there are thousands of people starving in the streets because of the unemployment there. And we've been helping widows, like the letter we received from Sanuri, who writes to us and says, I stay with my three children in the slum. I was washing plates in the hotel and earning bread for my family, paying house rent. Suddenly I lost my income. After hotels were closed by the government, this was a shocking moment for me. Afterward, we could manage eating half a meal a day to manage a scanty ration for longer days. When there was no ration left for my family, I was quietly weeping outside with agony. An unknown fellow came and asked whether I am a widow. I said, yes. He wrote my name and address and asked me to collect ration from your office. I got that ration with joyful tears. I strongly believe that God helps the helpless during troubled times through benevolent people. You know, the benevolent people she's talking about are you and your generosity when you give through our ministry is actually helping her to see God. Would you please donate today at 866-Obey-God? Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. 
and help us supply a matching gift. We've already given up to $10,000 to supply 100,000 meals. And there's somebody out there who could double that gift with one stroke of a pen. Please donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and designate your gift to India Relief. Please give today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're talking about a Canadian pastor, James Coates, in Edmonton, Alberta. We're talking today with his attorney, James Kitchen, in Calgary, Alberta. James, uh, what has been the, the response of the community? Here's this hero pastor who's in jail voluntarily because he won't stop worshiping and leading church services of a certain size in his home church. Uh, were, the, were the people angry? Were the people worried about COVID? Or were they more worried about religious freedom and think this guy is a hero like I do? I don't know if anybody is actually worried about COVID. I mean, I'm sure there's some that, that, that are. Um, no, certainly they're much more worried about their liberty, uh, much more worried about coats, much more worried about their, their church. They're also very worried about their community, right? Because they see, uh, the raw human suffering of the lockdown measures, right? They see the suffering that's caused by the government. They see very little suffering caused by COVID, but lots caused by the government. The church is a, a church of about 400 people typically. They haven't lost anybody to COVID, but they have actually lost uh, a man to the lockdown restrictions. He died prematurely because he couldn't get his cancer treatment because of the lockdown restrictions, right? And they see they see people in their community that are are, are hurting emotionally and mentally because they're isolated. Uh, they're hurting financially because they, because the government has, has shut them down and they don't they don't have anywhere to work. So they they see that and they they feel compelled not just to exercise their religious freedom, but to love people. And the most loving thing you can do is to to be with people and to help them in their time of need as they suffer this government oppression. So um, their response to this is to just keep going, to do to do what they know is right, and to, to encourage others to do the same. Well, we're so proud of him for taking his stand. And we were told, uh, we're still looking for the B-roll footage if we can show there are crowds of people outside the jail, maybe a candlelight vigil, and they're singing hymns, and they're calling for the premier of, Can uh, of Alberta, Canada, uh, like, like the governor of a state here in America, to release this man because he is doing the right thing. Um, do you sense the emotion building here? Is there going to be uh, a, a response at the voting booth? I do sense that you know we're at a heightened state of um, emotion and, and response to this. Um, Alberta is a little bit unique in Canada uh, because it's probably the most freedom-oriented uh, location, most freedom-oriented province politically, uh, culturally, socially. Um, you know, it is it is a place where the government can get a, get away with a little less than elsewhere as far as abrogating freedoms. Um, the people put up with it a little less, so. You know, the, the, the restaurants and the salons here have, have, you know, last month also said enough is enough, we're done doing this. And, and so, you know, they, they, they engaged in, in civil disobedience. Uh, and a number of churches have, uh, Grace Life's just kind of been on the front lines of that. So now we're seeing even more churches. I heard a lot of reports of, of, of a number of churches across the province of Alberta that prior to this weekend, you know, were compliant, but have said enough's enough. You know, this, this query isn't gonna go away in its own. Now you're throwing our brothers in, in jail. We're, we're, we're done with this. It's time, it's time to stand up and, and have church as usual and get rid of these, you know, terrible restrictions. Yeah, and we're appealing now, not only to the premier of Alberta, but to the crown herself, right? When, when they say the prosecutor is called the crown, 
They're the spokesman of Queen Elizabeth, literally, the, the Queen of England. You guys are, are part of the Commonwealth. They're, you know, how many countries are part of the Commonwealth, but Queen Elizabeth would not tolerate if she knew about this case personally. So we're appealing to you, your majesty, to please intervene or, or send a spokesman or, or, or uh, through, your, through the parliament in uh, Ottawa, obviously, there has gotta be some way for them to express their outrage and all of the people of Canada should be outraged as we are here in America to defend religious freedom, call your PM, get a, a, a an investigation, a, a committee hearing in Ottawa. We need to, you know, clamp down on this egregious violation of religious freedom. Uh, James, I want to. I'm a chaplain. I like to pray. If you don't mind, I think in the spirit of Pastor Coates himself, who must be praying in jail every every moment he's praying, can we join you and our audience in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing now on this pastor who is beloved by his people, but even more beloved by God himself. Lord, you love your servant, James Coates, uh, and you love the spirit inside of him, which is the spirit of Jesus Christ, who is standing up to defy tyranny, to defy evil, and not, not in a violent way, but, but just to engage in civil disobedience in a peaceful way that we can have peaceful worship and assembly and bring people together every Sunday morning as they have for hundreds of years across Canada. God, let that continue for hundreds more years in the future. God, overturn this violation, overturn the bad law or the bad enforcement of it that would violate their own constitution, their own charter of religious freedoms in section two. Father, we pray instead that your word and your law would be enforced and that freedom would rule across Canada through this pastor's heroic example. In Jesus' name, amen. James, we have just one minute left. I wanna give, give you the last word to pitch your website. How can people donate to his legal defense? Sure. If you go to jccf.ca, uh, up in the right-hand corner, there's a there's a donate or support tab, uh, and there's lots of ways to donate on the website. Um, and you know, we welcome those donations. Uh, we've received donations from Americans before, which I think is amazing. So uh, we 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 would welcome it. Uh, it's a good it's a good exchange on that too. That's right. Um, so uh, you know, yeah, we're uh, we're fighting for freedom in Canada, and we're one of one of the few organizations. There's a lot more in, in America. I I, I understand. Uh, we're one of the few up here, and uh, the more money we have, the more lawyers we can hire, the more cases we can take. And it's not limited to this pastor, but I sense for decades in the future, you will be on the tip of the spear defending religious freedom. Thank you to James Kitchen, has been our guest. Uh, he's an attorney, a barrister, fighting against the crown. Uh, and we pray that the crown changes their mind and restores the constitution. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit our TV show, prayinjesusname.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray In Jesus Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS 
and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts a lot of those proceeds are coming right back i'm going to put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement, and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember, everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS. You get a big discount, and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help. Not a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get. For Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.